Welcome back to the Risk Report. This is episode number 58. I do want to apologize to those listening for not being on as actively as possible. Once I got the guests on, it was like, okay, now I just want to fucking have guests on. And so it's been a little more difficult for me to start uploading these again <clears throat> and just finding the time to sit here and, and kind of vent to you guys. Um, but it's okay. I'm still consistent with it, right? I put it, I put one out two weeks ago and now here we are. Um, I'm going to try and be as consistent as I can. I know I said that before, but hey, I'm a busy fucking guy. Um, I've just been dealing with life, right? I've been dealing with a lot of changes, um, both in the workplace, uh, both in the relationship and the living situation that I'm in. Um, just a lot of a lot of changes. And it seems like a lot of you out there as well, you know, just from me you know, overhearing conversations at the gym of random people, me having conversations with, you know, certain musicians, certain friends. Um, it seems like everybody, not everybody, but a lot of us are kind of in this weird, you know, my girl Crystal said, um, transitionary period, right? Um, where she said that people around her were also having similar types of things going on. And you know, aside from everything, life is life is great, right? Life is fantastic. I'm healthy. I'm breathing. <laughs> I'm working, right? I'm active. Um, but there's just some things that, you know, that have kind of been weighing me down, weighing me down heavy. Um, we might get into that. It's a little personal and, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty private guy. But at the same time, I also feel like this platform, this podcast, my music, but this podcast in particular is is almost like a memoir. You know, it's almost like a journal of some sorts of, you know, me just kind of documenting where I'm at at the time, my headspace, how I'm acting, how I'm, I'm how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about, what's what are the things that are going around, you know, around me? And so I think it's just kind of evolved into this, yeah, this this memoir of some sorts, right? And so there's no no reason for me not to talk about what it is that's going on in, in my life, excuse me. Um, as far as working and, and being a teacher is fantastic. There's a lot of stresses that come with it for sure. Um, and it's not in the ways of the people I work with because they're all fantastic. They're all great. It's like a family, right? It's not about the hours. It's not about any of that, right? The actual work itself is, is fucking great. Like I really feel, I feel as though now I'm stepping into the role I'm, I'm really supposed to be in at this moment, right? And that is teaching other kids, teaching, you know, this next generation, something that I'm passionate about. So it's, you know, I'm teaching them art. Um, not every kid is into art, right? <laughs> Just like not every kid is into math or science or whatever. But a lot of people like art. The only issue that I'm having that, that brings me the stress is I'm a soft-spoken guy, Um 
and these classes, they can get so loud. And, you know, I'm, I'm teaching mostly middle school students, sixth, sixth through eighth grade, most of the week. And then sprinkled throughout the whole week, I get the elementary kids and, you know, they can all just get so loud. These, these, that's why, you know, the principal, when she hired me, it's like classroom management is <laughs> very important, right? And how you manage a classroom and I'm learning as I go. And there's ways where you know, I could definitely improve, but I do find myself that I have to raise my voice a lot, yell. So I constantly yell all day and I raise my voice. And so that takes a toll on me, like physically and, and, and mentally, right? It's, that's what makes my days like, oh, like when I come home, I'm like, oh, tired. And so, you know, that might be a reason why I haven't really been on the podcast grind as much. Um, but as far as working and what I'm doing and when I get in the zone of teaching where it's like, holy shit, I'm up <laughs> in front of the class. I'm drawing things on the on the board and they got to follow. I'm drawing things on my iPad and projecting it onto the board and they got to follow how I'm doing things. I'm teaching them, you know, this whole month has been about drawing. And so I'm teaching them about drawing the fundamentals, whether it's one point perspective um, drawing what we see, blind contours, right? These are all things that we've been going through, uh, still lifes, drawing outside, right? So definitely the, I think what I need to work on the most is the classroom management. Um, but as far as how it's going, I think it's going great. And I think I am already making an impact on certain people. Um, today we actually had to have a meeting. All of us are, all of us teachers and the principal, we had a meeting with uh, this one boy's father. And this boy, he's a sixth grader, and he's been he's been having a lot of issues in every class, you know. And and it's really behavioral issues. It's he doesn't want to listen. He doesn't want to pay attention. He'll get up. He'll walk around. <clears throat> you'll ask him to sit down. He'll he'll take his time, right? Um, he just doesn't want to do anything, right? And and so. And not only that, behavioral issues with other children, um, saying things he's not supposed to be saying, and, and all that, all that stuff, right? And we all met with him and his dad, and I really felt for his dad, right? Because you don't, you know, when you're a kid, you're, you're just dealing with it. You're having your own mess of emotions that you're dealing with. It's very self-centered, right? It's very like, who am I? What's going on? This, the world's against me. This or that. Whatever that you might be feeling at 13, 12 years old, right? Was father, you know, I could see that like this guy's a great guy, right? And and his son is could be a great kid. He's a great kid. He just needs to, you know, try. He just needs to try a little bit. Have a, have some more effort and be respectful. And so you know, we talked to him. We showed him. Look, this is these are the good things about it. This is what concerns us. You know, this is what. And so it was really it was really wild to be on that other side. And, and I felt for the whole family. I feel for the kid. You know, I told him, you know, we all kind of took our turns and told him this is this is what's going on. We but realistically, we were given him positive reinforcement. Like, look, dude, we we were being real with him. Um, you know, this is where it stands. You need to be respectful or whatever. I told him things like um you know, growing up, I had friends that were a lot like you. I, I was a lot like you, right? Some really did 
great things with their futures. Others didn't. It's it's really up to you and your how you carry yourself, right? And and how you treat others. Um, and so we're just kind of trying to get at them. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Hopefully it's uh, hopefully it works out. I I think it will. You know, we're giving them lots of chances, and it's the start of the year. As long as he just shows effort, as long as he shows he tries, and and us also as adults understanding how to deal with this with this person, right? Um, so you know, I heard from the other teachers their ways of dealing with him, which was constructive for me because it's like, okay, now I kind of know, and now I know to try different things on when I deal with them instead of just yelling, "Hey, sit down," or you know, whatever. Um, or, or even, you know, at times I'll just, I'll just say, be as real as possible. Like, hey, this laziness isn't going to get you anywhere. You know, you need to get it together. And I'll say that to the whole class. I don't care. <laughs> because some of them really do, are lazy, right? They, they, they want to get away with doing as little as possible. I know. I was that kid once not too long ago. Um. But hey, you know, that's that's also things that I'm finding out about myself. Like, damn, I'm actually kind of a strict art teacher, right? I'm I'm really relaxed in the sense that I don't care, right, about too much stuff. Like if you know, if you need to go to the bathroom or if you whatever, like if you even if you talk, the problem is the talking means that you're not focusing on your drawing or whatever it is you might be working on. You might be distracting others. And then here's the biggest. They just get so loud when they all start talking. A class of 25 kids starts talking, chat, 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 chat. They just get so goddamn loud, right? It's like it's like being out anywhere that has more than 50 people. It's just so loud. <laughs> Human beings, they just get loud as hell. So, you know, we wish, we wish the best and and – that's another thing that kind of is great about this job is is this faculty. This it's a, they're good people, man. These teachers are good people. Um, the principal, she's a great person. So, I'm excited about it. Um, as far as like what I'm dealing with on my own in my in my own personal life, it's really just been, you know, my relationship with uh with my girl and you know i, I it's i i want to be careful here because i do want to um i guess talk talk this through communicate it out and you know maybe that's some weight off of my shoulders weight off of my stomach um but i also don't want to you know, be revealing uh, private things about our relationship that she wouldn't want. Um, but, you know, as far as it's a, it's a bummer of a situation because we're both two good people and we both care about each other and we both communicate well enough to understand where we are in this relationship. Now, the drawback of that has been that we've communicated to each other pretty much where we're at, and now I'm in the other room sleeping on the fucking futon, right? 
And so there's things that we both got to work on. And I think we realize that, you know, throughout this whole relationship, I've always told her like, Hey, I don't want a girlfriend that parties too much. Right. I've always been upfront with her and honest about that. I don't want a girlfriend that parties too much. There's nothing wrong with the partying, right? I don't give a shit about the partying. Party once in a while, for sure. I get it. I'll go out and and have a drink once in a while. But it's twice a week. It's every week. You know, uh, it's super late nights. It's driving far, driving back after drinking all night. I don't like those. I don't want to be up worried about the person that's supposed to want to be here with me at times, right? Now, you know, I'm not saying you got to be here with me all the time at all, right? So that's that's where where we've butt heads a lot. She likes to go out till late, and I'm not into that. And so I think over this, and it's been like this since forever, right? And so. I think over time we've just we've just grown distant, and now it's in a in a space where it's like, well, shit. Now we got to see if we're gonna work this out, right? <clears throat> and I think we're just taking time to self reflect, of kind of break, and you know, I I could be wrong, but I really think she's leaning more towards the 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 this not being a relationship anymore. You know, um, and so, hey, it is what it is, right? It's not like I'm entirely happy as well when, when I have those issues. And, and on the other end, I get it from her standpoint, right? To her, when, when I try to communicate my feelings of, I don't want this, this party shit, this, I don't want that, right? And her thing is like, oh, this is manipulation. <laughs> this is contr- being controlling, right? She she mistakes my genuine, you know, worry about this, where this could be headed, and um, and and kind of twists it up, and so that makes us butt heads, right? Because immediately she goes on the defensive whenever we try to communicate. And, and and we've never been able to find a common ground, right? And so it's tough, man. It's tough. And, and I've been dealing with it, right? Like last night I was laying on the fucking futon. And I just started getting this crazy anxiety, right? Because it's been a week and almost two weeks. It's been two weeks since I've been sleeping over here. And, you know, I started getting this fucking crazy anxiety in my, I felt it in my chest. Like I had to get the fuck out of here because I'm laying over here and I know that like a couple weeks ago I was over there in that bed and now I can't even, I can't go in the bed. Right. So it's a, it's a weird spot, man. It's a weird spot. And luckily it's not like that aspect has trickled into my personal life too much because excuse me, as far as my personal life, I've always been doing me, right? I have the things that I like to do. I know what I like to do. So it hasn't affected me going out to go skate. It hasn't affected me from writing music. If anything, it's kind of actually helped my writing music. Um, 
you know, I've just been keeping busy. I do my own thing. I go work. I, I wake up at five in the fucking morning and I go to work out. And then I go drive to school at like 6.45 to go work an entire day, right? So I'm, a, I'm busy. I'm an active person. And so it hasn't like it's affected me in, in that way. And it's not going to affect me in that way. It just obviously it's like we've been trying this and, and we, we do love each other. We do care about each other. Um, unfortunately, it just seems like we're, you know, we're both kind of going to do our own things. And, you know, my, one of my friends who I was, you know, trying to get, trying to vent a little bit and, and, you know, she was telling me that like, you know, I got to speak it into existence and think it into existence that this is going to work and this is going to be great. And right. And it's like, look, I'm a, I'm a pretty realistic person. I'm, I can be very hopeful. Right. But as far as how it's going, how, what I've been feeling, where I'm at, where we're at, it just, you know, I don't know. I don't know where this could go. Um, the, do, the thing I do know is that I'm going to be good no matter what. Right. Whether I'm with her, I'll be happy. Whether I'm not with her, I'll be happy because I know what I like to do. And that's what my life revolves around, right? And maybe that's why we kind of butt heads as well in this in this certain aspect of our relationship where it's like I do things that don't involve getting hammered, right? I don't need to get hammered all the time as an escape. I do escape stuff daily, right? I daily escape from my world and 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 have things that push me athletically uh spiritually and and physically so i think you know it would help if that wasn't all she did right and again there's nothing wrong if that's what you want to do i just always felt like for one in a relationship you got to have respect for each other and 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 have boundaries, right? And if someone's crossing the boundaries, then you try to communicate with that, you know? Try to communicate about that. Try to find a common ground. And if it's not possible to find a common ground, if it if it turns twisted, if it get turns into an argument, right? You could obviously stop and reassess and take your time and figure it out and this and that. But, you know, to me, it's like, the more time I spend in this other room, the more I'm just completely distancing myself. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know if she thinks that like us having this break, this distance, uh, maybe we'll get closer. But I just, I, I don't know. Right. And, and she still doesn't know where she's at. When I tried to ask her yesterday, you know, about where it's at, she said she didn't know. She didn't want to talk about it. <clears throat> and so I said, all right, let's fucking talk about it some other day then. Jesus, right? Um, I don't know, man. It's It's tough. It's tough because it's one of those things where we're both not wrong, right? She's not wrong for wanting to go out and see her friends and fucking drink. 
but I'm also not wrong for not wanting my girlfriend to be coming home at three in the morning, you know, twice, three times a week. Like to me, it's like you're, you're, you're going out there, right? You, let's talk about trust, right? It, Cause that's what it always comes back down to. And that's where instead of us trying to find a middle ground about like, Hey, just come home around, I don't know, one <laughs> or 12 or something, or go out like, once a week, right? Just start somewhere. Rather than that, it's like it gets turned into, oh, well, you don't trust me. You don't trust me. You, you, you know, this and that. So it's like, you're trying to control me. You're trying to, for me not to see my friends, like relax. That's not exactly, that's not what I'm saying at all. Right. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, So let's talk about the trust for a second. I don't have trust in someone driving 40 minutes away, drinking from, let's say, 10 o'clock to 2 a.m., and then driving home around 3. I don't trust that. Why? Because you can get in a super bad accident. You can get a DUI, right? Anything could happen. You could get robbed down there. Right, or whatever. And you could say, oh, you're thinking negative. Oh, and this and that. Okay, that's fine. Fair point. Fair point. I'm a negative thinker. <laughs> um, but it's but it's only natural, right? To and to be honest, it's like I'm just trying to be responsible here, right? Uh, in my life, I'm trying to be responsible. Now, for for sure, from time to time, let loose a little bit. But you see a pattern and you, you start to get distant and you start to notice that like, maybe this isn't going to be the relationship for me. And that's totally fine. You know, and I think she's seeing that too um, with, well, maybe she needs, she wants someone who's more fun, right? She said it before. I'm boring. <laughs> when your girl tells you that you're fucking boring, that's a, that's a big red flag, buddy. All right. That's a big red flag. She thinks you're boring, right? So what's the natural thing for that? She's going to go hang out with people that are fun. (laughs) Fuck this boring old sap. I'm going to hang out with people that are fun. And, you know, I think, like I said, we had great things. We vibe great together. We, We make each other laugh. We At home it was good. And it's just this one thing, but this one thing has grown so deep that it's become a larger a larger thing I guess in the relationship um where I think we both see things where it's just like oh we're not we're not working out in that direction right maybe she wants something out of life that I don't want out of life or we just want different things right um maybe she views a relationship differently from how I view a relationship Um, and these are all things that this is what, this is what relationships are, right? We're supposed to, we're supposed to experience each other, have time together and, and see if it's going to work out and try to work it out. By all means, no relationship is ever perfect. You know, if, if this doesn't work out and years later, I find myself another, another relationship, by no means do I think that person's going to be perfect. Right? Nor nor am I. 
Um, but it's about working it out, right? It's about working it out. Um, so we'll see, man. I just wanted to keep you guys up to date with that. It's, it's kept me, you know, it's been weighing on me because I just, like I said, I go do my thing. I go do my thing, but it weighs on me. Obviously you got your, your situations at home and that's, that's going to affect you in some way for sure. Um, but to anyone out there that's, you know, might be experiencing the same thing, um, just went through the same thing or knows in the past how they've gone, or maybe in their current relationship, what's going on, just try and communicate, right? Try and communicate because either way, when you communicate and you communicate properly with each other, and it doesn't mean that it's going to happen like that with one talk, right? It's several talks, <laughs> right? To kind of communicate and figure it out. But when you communicate, you're either going to figure it out if this is going to be, if we're going to work this out or if you're not going to work it out. If it's going to, if it's, you'll just be able to tell, right? You'll just be able to tell. And, you know, I'm not saying this for, to to rag on my, my you know, on her or anything like that. Like this is, I'm not ragging on her at all. I'm not ragging on her, um, lifestyle choice. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. I think she's a wonderful person. Um, I, I think that we're both aware that we are both in two different headspaces, you know? So it's just one of those things where it's tough because we'll see, <laughs> right? We'll see. We both respect each other enough and we both uh, appreciate each other enough to try and talk about this um, and also just act like everything's all good. Um, but again, I'm sleeping in the fucking <laughs> in the other room on the futon. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, I'm just going to do my own thing, which in retrospect, I do my own thing anyways, right? It's not like I have to go out uh, and and go to a bar and stay out till 2 a.m. to prove that I go, you know, do my own thing. It's, it's, I already know I do my own things, you know, Um, whether it's skating, music, art, now, now the gym as well, right? I have these these things I do to spend my time to to relieve pressure, you know, to relieve stress, um, to be creative. And you know, I think, yeah, now that I'm I'm going through this, it wouldn't hurt for me to be social. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt for me to go out from time to time and be social. So that's that's what I'm gonna do, man. I'm gonna start hanging out with the boys a lot more, and just do my own thing. Um, but you know, even though I'm talking about this, and yeah, it's a bummer, and this and that, it's heartbreak and whatever. It really is, it really is good, you know, in the sense that, in the sense that we're civil enough and and respectful enough and. What other word am I trying to use? You know, we're just civil is probably the best word, right? Where it's like, 
I'm not over here slamming doors. I'm not over here. You know, yeah, yesterday, last night, I was having some crazy, like, almost a panic, like, full-blown panic attack. I was breathing, like, right, because I was just, like, kind of freaking out. Because it's heavy stuff to think about. It's like, okay, if this doesn't work out, I'm still going to have to be here for the next five months. And then and then I'm going to have to move out. And where am I going to move out to? And right, it's all just flushing. And, and it's like, I was just thinking about the bed and not being in the bed anymore. Like, this is it. Like, I'm not. I'm not there anymore. I'm not going to be there anymore. <laughs> so I was having all this fucking crazy anxiety. And so I had to go. But for the most part, I'm not. Um, over here being petty, slamming doors, being a dick to her or anything like that, right? Like I'm over here. I still cook dinner, right? I'll still cook dinner. Here's your food. I go into my room. I shut the door and that's it, right? I'm acting like a fucking roommate. You want me as a roommate? I'm acting like a roommate. <laughs> and that's, it is what it is, right? Um, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But anyways, enough of the personal sappy shit. Um, let's get into the risk report. I'm going to do a couple, whatever, a couple news stories. And uh, let's get right to it. So I'm sure everybody's heard, right? It fucking blew up on social media. And it was that OnlyFans is it no longer going to have porn on on its website. They're no longer going to allow it. Oh, the horror. The horror. <laughs> Sorry that your plan to bang people for the next 30 years and masturbate on camera isn't going to work out for you. Um, but I actually just pulled up another, let's see, this is NPR. And it says, uh, reverse reversing a planned ban. OnlyFans will allow porn- pornography on its site after all. So, which is honestly, yeah, my first thought was when I saw that, I was like, well, that's so dumb. Why would they fucking purposely block um, the thing that's making them the most money, right? That fucking blew them up. That made them b- billionaires, tr- trillionaires, right? Whatever. Um. Yeah, dude, it's fucking, it's that, it's porn on there. The fact that you got people to pay for that shit is crazy in itself. So maybe what they were thinking was, okay, we'll we'll use it to kind of, boom, prop it up and be this big beast of an app and then take the pornography and anything explicit out of there and only keep it for other stuff. But then they probably soon realize, oh yeah, (laughs) this is not going to work out, right? And they looked at the numbers and they're like, we'd lose how much if all those people stopped making porn? Right? So let's get into it. Um, again, this is NPR.org. All right. The website OnlyFans is reversing a planned ban on pornography and other sexually explicit content. Just days ago, the London-based company said that starting in October, it would block sexually explicit material in response to concerns from banks and other financial services companies. Uh, that enable transactions on the subscription service. It did not name the companies, but on Wednesday, OnlyFans said it would be able to continue allowing adult content, which is a large part of its business after all. So let's see, they, in quotes, this is what the company tweeted. Uh, we have secured 
assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community and have suspended the planned October policy change. Yeah, dude. They totally were like, like, yeah, where's all our money going to go from? No one's going to fucking pay for, you know, Roman the Stoic at the risk report if I made an OnlyFans. OnlyFans stands for inclusion, and we will continue to provide a home for all creators. Um, the reversal came after a pushback from content creators on OnlyFans, some of whom lost work during the pandemic and now earn an income through the site. Uh, Morgan Music, a single mom from Washington State who sells explicit photos and videos on OnlyFans as a side hustle, told NPR that the money she earns on the website has helped her reduce her anxiety. She's also fucking rubbing one out. All right, to have lifted uh, <laughs> to that. All right, to have that lifted because I have like a savings account for the first time and have a good credit score for the first time in my life, I think it's really hard to convey how much that means to a person's quality of life, music said. Well, of course, you're making more money. You don't want fucking your money to, not, you know, that pipeline to stop. But it's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, people want to pay for it, go for it, right? You want to put it out there, go for it. But I should be entitled to my opinion too, just how the sex workers are entitled to their opinion, right? Um, you want to go do that, go for it. But maybe, you know, maybe look at it as like a stacking situation. Stack for a certain amount of time. If you really do make obscene amounts of money on OnlyFans, fucking pick a time frame. Put, write down how much exactly you're going to make within that time frame. Is that necessary? Is that enough for you to pull out and invest into something else, something you might actually want to do that's a little more, you know, I'm sorry to say it, a little more respectable, right? Something that your, your fucking son or daughter or whatever, right? You said you're a single mom, something that your kid could be like, this is what mommy does for a living, right? She owns her own fucking acai place. I don't know. Uh, instead of, oh, she gets dicked down on OnlyFans, right? That's tough for a fucking, for your kids, right? So you got to think about, here's the thing. It's, it's all to you and it's, you know, porn exists, right? So you could fucking do it, whatever. But you got to think about how you are perceived in this world, how you want to be perceived in this world realizes realize the consequences when you when you are a certain thing and when you are portraying yourself in a certain way realize that there are consequences to that right and you know at the end of the day if you accept it and you accept who you are nothing else is going to fucking bother you right but i would imagine it kind of comes into a different light when when you have other people around you that you kind of have to, you know, just think about, right? Your son, your kids, right? Your kids. So that's all, that's all it is. We'll, we'll continue with this. Right. Uh, only fans previously tweeted that the company would not be what it is today without sex workers, 100%, and that the policy policy change was necessary to secure banking and payment services to support you. Okay. Well, look, like I said, 
If you guys want to make porn, you want to put it on OnlyFans, go for it. Right? Fucking easy-ass way to make money, that's for sure. If you if you got the following and you got the people fucking paying for it, of course, it's a no-brainer. It's the same it's the same thing of uh being a stripper, right? Being a stripper, you probably make fucking tons of dough, but it's what you want to, you know, put yourself through. Right? So, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I think, you know, it is what it is. We're on a fucking floating rock, you know, getting hurled at a billion miles an hour through space and time, whatever that construct is. You want to fucking put videos and make money off for you, you know, masturbating or whatever the case may be, go for it. Who gives a shit, right? Glad that the 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 uh, ban's not going to happen because that would have sunk that business. <laughs> Um, all right, let's go on to another one. Elon Musk. This is um, CNBC. Elon Musk warned of a Terminator-like AI apocalypse. Now he's building a Tesla robot. So I'm sure we saw this Tesla robot. It fucking looks crazy. I'm going to try and find like a video of the thing moving because I actually haven't seen it in action yet. All right. Tesla AI robot. Let's see this bad boy. You guys saw that Will Smith posted on his Instagram. It was like the AI robot, the Tesla AI robot. And then you scroll over to the next picture and it was like him in uh, I Am Legend. Was it I Am Legend or I Robot or whatever the fuck it was called? Um, yeah, that was funny. All right, look at this design. I mean, it's just so creepy, right? It looks like a store mannequin that you go put clothes on. Um, shit is crazy, bro. It's it's very sleek. It's got that all black head, the black top, and it's white around. And the thing is supposed to fucking move around, pick shit up that we don't need to be picking up. And yeah, man, I mean, that's fucking bananas right it really is gonna be like iRobot like that movie where uh the robots were moving around you know moving around boxes and shit and crazy Elon Musk is his bananas really think of all the shit he does he's gonna go down as as the next Albert Einstein you know in in like a hundred years or so Maybe less than that, right? In like 50 years, kids are going to be reading about Tesla and and Elon Musk. And they're going to be like, this guy was fucking crazy. (laughs) You know, the the Neuralink, the Tesla bot. Let's see what what happens. So let me read this. Um, All right. The electric vehicle company will develop a humanoid robot prototype dubbed the Tesla bot. Musk announced at Tesla's Artificial Intelligence Day on Thursday, according to Musk. The prototype will be completed sometime in 2022, though the billionaire entrepreneur is known for blowing past his own publicly stated deadlines on large, flashy projects. For example, in 2016, Musk promised self-driving vehicles by 2018. In two years, someone should work anywhere Connected by land and not blocked by borders. 
you were in LA and the cars in New York. What? Um, of course, that didn't happen. The billionaire entrepreneur promised that Tesla would supply the roads with 1 million robo taxis by 2020. Last spring, he softened his tone during Tesla's first quarter earnings call, nothing that punctuality, <laughs> noting that punctuality is not my strong suit. Listen, cut this guy some fucking slack, right? He's out here making some crazy shit happen. He's like throwing you numbers. Like, I think we could do it. But the thing is, he's doing so much different shit. You got to give him some time. All right. Um, the sentiment, uh, it's intended to be friendly, of course, Musk said during the Tesla bot announcements and navigate through a world built for humans. The sentiment, and for that matter, the entire nature of the announcement may come as a surprise to anyone familiar with Musk's long-standing public views on AI robots. I think it's more so AI intelligence that he has voiced a lot of crazy stuff, which obviously the AI robot's going to have artificial intelligence. But I think that's why he's trying to get to it early, because the guy did have some crazy ideas on it and and theories on where where it could go and what it could become and what it could develop and so he's probably just trying to be the one at the forefront of this or at least one of the ones at the forefront of this so that it doesn't fucking destroy humanity (laughs) all right while musk is known for supporting it uh he's long opposed the pace of the advancement in robotics often citing a film that came out when he was just 13 i like to just keep an eye on what's going on with artificial intelligence Musk told there have been movies about this, like Terminator. There's some scary outcomes. In 2017, Musk publicly referenced Terminator again, citing his neurotechnology startup Neuralink, which aims to develop a brain implant for humans to interface with machines. Wow. So imagine a connection of the Tesla bot and a person using their Neuralink and using their Tesla bot to move shit around, like... There's a lot of possibility for danger there, right? Yeah, well, don't think negative, Roman. You're so negative. (laughs) But talking about a brain implant for humans to interface with machines, right? And motherfuckers building an AI robot, right? It's only natural to think that, hey, maybe I could plug in a little fucking earphone one day and tell my Tesla bot to go rob a bank. Um. People tweeting at him, is this your counter for Skynet? <laughs> God bless you. Uh, later that year, Musk doubled down on his warning while speaking at the year's annual summer meeting. Robots will be able to do everything better than us. Uh, I have exposure to the most cutting-edge AI, and I think people should be really concerned by it. Yeah. I mean, look at this fucking, look at this one that they put out as well. Um, what is it? The Boston Robotics. They, they've been developing a crazy one. This motherfucker's jumping, hopping. Look at him. <sighs> Turning around full 180 degrees, no problem. Turning around full 180 degrees from fakie off of a thing. So he means he's turning. He's jumping backward. He just did a backflip. Oh. <laughs> uh. This fucking robot just did a perfect backflip. No problem. No problem whatsoever. Oh, and that was in 2017. So that's four years ago that they've probably been working on this fucking backflipping robot. 
It's probably way better now. Incredible. You know? Tesla, man. Elon Musk, man. Elon Musk. All right. Um, another one on NPR. This one kind of cuts cuts in close to home. Florida gives schools 48 hours to do away with their masks, with their mask mandate, or lose funding. All right. So this was August 21st that they they wrote this. And that's when I saw it around Monday. I was like, Jesus Christ, right? This this affects me, right? Because I work at the schools. Um Florida gives schools 48 hours to do away with their mask mandate or lose their funding. Now, I'm working at a private Catholic school. I believe their funding is from something else, right? Not necessarily the state. They probably do take funding from the states. Um, But we're still doing the masks, and we haven't really, you know, we're just going to do with the masks, I think. So before I get into this, I mean, maybe I should read it first before I just start spewing out my mouth. But I just want to say it's crazy to me that as a society, as these governors and, and you know, our governor has done some good things, right? Florida really backs them. So it's interesting when you see something like this because it's like, where is the tolerance, Right. If a school wants to implement a mask mandate to try and be safe, right? Their intentions are coming from a good place, right? Whether whether people agree with it or not, their intentions are coming from a pure place. Let's protect as many people as possible. Let's minimize the risk. Let's listen to the fucking scientists. We'll put on a goddamn mask. It's a minor inconvenience at best, right? But now you're telling certain schools, hey, you're going to lose funding. We're not going to give you money that we were going to give you this year because you're making your students wear masks, right? Where is the tolerance, right? Where is the tolerance? Or why don't why don't we just come to an agreement? Wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. Don't wear a mask if you don't want to wear a mask. Be safe. It's up to you, right? If a teacher wants to come in and just be masked up, that should be up to the teacher. If a student wants to come in and not be masked up, then maybe that's up to the parent and the student. So let's get into that. All right. From Miami, Florida officials are threatening to withhold funds equal to salaries of school board members if school districts in two counties don't immediately do away with strict mandates as the state continues to battle through high hospitalization rates. So let's read that again. Threatening to withhold funds equal to the salaries of the school board members. So does that mean that they're threatening to take money away from the school or the school board members? All right. The people that sit at the board of the schools and decide what rules happen. Right. So maybe this is more of an internal thing. So school Broward's in uh, school boards in Broward and Alachua County received a warning Friday from the State Board of Educations, giving them 48 hours to walk back their decisions to require masks for all students, only exempting those with a doctor's note. Broward County has the second highest, uh, second largest school district in the state. We cannot have government officials pick and choose what laws they want to follow said the Commissioner of Education, Richard Corcoran, in an emailed statement. These are the initial consequences to their 
intentional refusal to follow state law and state rule to purposefully and willingly violate the rights of parents. Okay. So this clears it up, right? You go, you look at, you get that clickbait fucking, um, you get that clickbait ad where it says Florida gives schools 48 hours to deal with their mask or they're going to lose their funding. You're thinking that the state is cutting down the money that they're going to give to the actual school to pay for books, to pay for tuition, whatever the case may be, right? Supplies, this and that. The money that the school receives from the state to buy things, right? To supply the school. Once you start reading, you see that what it is, it's an internal conflict between uh, the the representatives of the school in the, in the districts and the state itself. So the state itself doesn't want to, you know, they, they, they want to limit the, the rules of the mass requirements, right? They, DeSantis, he wants to not have it be so tight about this mask mandate, right? Not be a requirement, all right? Let loose on the requirements. Now, there are schools that are thinking, well, fuck that. We're making a rule. Everybody here is going to wear a mask, right? So then now the state is going to the districts and they're like, okay, if you do not follow this law that we are saying, you can't force people to wear a fucking mask. We're not going to pay the school board members because you guys are the ones making the rules. So we're just not going to pay you, all right? I could be mistaken it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is money that's going to the school. But from what I just read, that's what it seems like. It seems like an internal conflict. Um, and again, it goes back to what I was starting to say before I fucking read this. This is about tolerance. Why the fuck can't people be tolerant towards each other? You don't, the state itself doesn't want to force masks on people. Okay. That's great. Why are you forcing this law that doesn't force masks on a, on a school district that wants to do their part? At least they believe that this is them doing their part in stopping this pandemic, in, in limiting the pandemic around them. Because from what we know, Broward definitely has the highest cases of, of um, COVID in the whole state. South Florida has the highest cases of COVID, both hospitalizations and at home, in the entire state. So you cannot, you shouldn't want to blame or reprimand or or punish the school districts in this in this area that want to do their part, right? It should be a fucking tolerant thing, right? See, like, see how that works for you. Let us know. They're masking up. Great. Here's money to pay for schools and extra masks if kids want to fucking wear masks, right? This this divisiveness, man. It's it's wild. Um, we're in a weird time, right? We're in a weird weird time. Um, I guess all we could do is just try to be more tolerant. You know, try to be more understanding of people's perspectives. Right. And I said it before in the last one, uh, the whole vaccine thing. Right. They just approved the Pfizer vaccine uh, by the FDA. OK, so now there is one approved. Um, 
I see both sides. I see why people would totally get the vaccine. I see why people wouldn't fucking get the vaccine, right? You got to have, and, and but but at the same time, each, each side, the people that are pro-vax are claiming that the people that don't get the vaccination, oh, they're just going to die. They're just going to fucking get COVID and die, right? You're going to give COVID to somebody around me and we're going to die. Now, the anti-vax people are saying, oh, you get that vaccine, you're going to die. I literally saw a video of a fucking doctor, this PhD doctor, okay? I don't think it was the actual, like, actual doctor. Uh, I think he just had a PhD. And he went up to some, I think it was Ohio. And he was saying shit like, this is spiking up proteins in your blood. This is changing your blood composition. Just said a bunch of crazy, crazy shit that basically, and was saying like, you're going to die if you take this fucking vaccine, right? Scaring people, completely terrifying people as to, oh, no. So now we got both sides pointing at each other like, you're going to die for not taking it. You're going to die for taking it. You're, 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 pointing fingers like it's, you know what the world is right now? It's that fucking Spider-Man meme where it's like a bunch of Spider-Mans and they're all pointing at each other. That's what it is, right? Back and forth, back and forth. You're doing the wrong thing. No, you're doing the wrong thing. No, you, you know, where is the, I see a lot of divisiveness, right? Or at least we see a lot of divisiveness in, in, in the media, right? And by media, I mean our phones, right? We see a lot of divisiveness in our social medias, in the Instagrams, in the Facebooks, in the Twitters, in the YouTubes. Um, and, and, of course, in the regular media, the news and this and that, right? You see the divisiveness. But when you go out in the world, do you really look around? Do you, do you feel that divisiveness? At times, for sure, right? At times, for sure. But I think, for the most part, human beings, we are, most of us, are just trying to get through life, be as happy as possible. Some raise children. Others do other things, you know, others have their business or whatever the case may be, or you're living your life. People are just genuinely trying to be good, right? This, this divisiveness, it's tough. It's tough to, to see, you know, so we'll try and leave on a, <laughs> we'll try and leave on a positive note. I don't think everyone's as divided as, as we might be set out to be in the everyday existence, right? When you go out into the world, it's not like you're fucking confronted by mobs all day about like, yeah, this is anti-vax, anti-vax, you know, you know, people are, people are too busy for that shit, right? We're trying to provide. We're living in this fucking empire, right? The United States empire. Um, but yeah, man, it's good to be back. It's good to be back, and it was good to open up to you guys about, you know, kind of what's going on. Um, and hey, we'll hope for the best, all right? Either way, we stay positive. We take it day by day as it comes. And hey, I keep creating for the world, all right? Thanks for tuning into the Risk Report. My name is Roman the Stoic. Hope you motherfuckers have a great week. Peace.